The guru is live. Good morning. It's Real Estate Daily with your guru. And today's topic is negotiating with a particular type of instrument. A lot of people don't use it. But it needs to be known. We need to talk about it. And it is a powerful instrument. It's escalation clauses, escalation conditions in the contract. Good morning. Grab a cup of coffee. You're going to need it because we're going to go deep into escalation clauses this morning. Pardon me while I take a sip myself this morning. Wow. Look at the market, by the way, this morning. Already this morning. The, the market is just moving so rapidly. Uh, it's like it's spring already. And here we are just one day after your guru's birthday. My guru, my, my birthday's on the 16th. Had a great birthday yesterday. Thank you for all those that sent me a w- well wishes. There's still time, by the way. Send, send, send me a happy birthday. I, I love it. I, I, I love to celebrate. I celebrated my birthday for like a month to go out with people and things like that. Anyway. Negotiation with escalation clauses, escalation conditions. You know, there's this name that we have out there for it, and that's the escalation clause. You can call it whatever you want to call it. It's a condition to the contract legally. Legally, it's a condition to the contract. It has this historic name of escalation clause, and that's fine. No problem. Just know that what it is, is it's a condition to the contract. Can we write conditions to the contract? And the answer is yes, with with some limitation. As realtors, yes, with some limitations. We need, if we go too far beyond, we're practicing law. We don't want to do that. We certainly can write them, yes, with some limitations. So escalation clauses are an interesting Get that out of my mouth this morning. An interesting instrument that could be used in the offer process. But now, so let's talk about the offer process real quick as we're setting up for our deep dive into escalation conditions. All right, so offers. You you always have to have that that conversation with with your buyer or your seller, you know, are are you going to go high or low? Now, if it's with the seller, you're really not talking escalation conditions other than making them aware of them. We'll we'll get to that in a second. With the buyer, you need to be thinking to yourself, should I be coaching myself, my person, my buyer, to go high in the market or go low? Now, the problem right now, we all know the problem. The problem right now is we're in a seller's market you may not get a second bite at the apple. What do I mean by that? A second bite of the apple is you go in with a modest offer, $400,000 house, you walk in at 395, you figure you're gonna end up paying 405 and they, they can counter and you'll get the best out of the counter because that's negotiation, right? That's what we do. That's where you and I earn our money. It's not opening doors, it's negotiation in the process and walking the people through a high level of negotiation, that's where the value is. That's where you really show your your acumen. That's where you show your abilities and your knowledge. However, 
here's the bad thing in a seller's market you may not get a second bite you mean they may not come back to you and say well that's an interesting offer we're countering countering you at 395 and we're going to you know 407 and then you counter and it goes back and forth a lot of that process because of lack of inventory is being cut out how do you bring that back in when you have this high low of course buyers want to save as much money as possible i absolutely respect that when i buy homes i want to buy for as low as possible when i sell homes guess what i want to sell for as high as possible that that's the nature of real estate that's how it is so how do we even this process out and how we can begin to even it out and win the deal is through escalation conditions in the contract there's there's goods there's bads there's pros there's cons it's all over the place but how do we win the deal all right let's slow it down a little this morning take a minute and like the show I'll, I'll tell you, I love it when you take when you take time. All you got to do is hit that like button. I dearly love it when you hit the like button. Also, comment on the show. Let me know what you're thinking about a couple different things. Number one, I like to know about future shows. A lot of my topics are coming directly from people making comments about the show. And I love that because it shows your engagement and we want to be on point with growing your business. You know, our whole point here is, is to grow your business directly and make your business in 22 bigger than it ever could have been. Next, so like and comment. Next is go to YouTube. And, and the address to YouTube is right down here in the banner. I believe it should be popping up for you right here in the banner. Go to YouTube. If you're not already watching this on YouTube, go to YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. Now, this is going to do some. It's free. Hit the subscribe button. It's going to do a couple things for you. Number one is it's going to open up the weekly Guru Members Only events where we are taking a deeper dive into building your business and direct coaching. A deeper dive. Why wouldn't you want that? Do you want a bigger business this year? I know the answer is, is of course, yes. we all do. Hit that subscribe button. Let's build your business bigger. Next is it, send, it can send you out a bell when we are going live. So you can join us live. And I love that. Pardon me while I'm sipping a little coffee this morning, getting rolling. This is the Black Rifle Coffee Company coffee using the, oh, goodness sakes, what is the name, name of the coffee blend? I've mentioned it before. It's Blackbeard's. Blackbeard's whole bean. I grind it myself with, with, with a bird grinder. All right. Let's get back over to winning the deal. How, how does an escalation clause help to win the deal? Well, let's go over how an escalation clause works. Because that's the important piece, is how does it work? 
So you've got to have that conversation with your buyer. And they've got to, you know, this is a trusted relationship. This is where you have gained the confidence of the buyer, that you have the knowledge, skills, and abilities to pull this off because you are getting ready to show your hand a little bit. A little bit, not a lot, a little. So the house, going back to our $400,000 house, the house $400,000 and the people would like to get it, of course, for as cheap as possible. So they want to walk in at $395,000, but you really believe the house is going to sell for about, you know, $405,000. But you, so you're, you're in the ballpark. You also know it's a competitive market. It's a seller's market where we have very few sellers and thousands of buyers. And this particular house you're bidding on is in a competitive market situation. Well, now's when you have to have that important conversation with the buyer. How bad do you want this? And should we use an escalation? And the first thing they're going to say is, is what's an escalation? What's an escalation clause? What does that actually mean? Well, typically, and you can write them any way you want. Typically, if your offer is outbid, your buyer's offer will automatically go up, up in approximately $500 or $1,000 increments to be out the, ne the next highest offer with a cap. So let's say you put a cap on this at $410,000 because there is a limit. You don't, the buyer's not going to give you an, an open checkbook. They probably don't have one for, for goodness sakes. And ethically, you really need to put a cap on these things. So you put a cap on it, that it's going to beat out the next highest offer by going up in $1,000 increments to keep itself on the top. Now, that's tough. That, that can be a hard conversation in and of itself. But it is all about winning the offer through esc automatic escalation. Remember, when in this you're in a competitive market, you're probably not going to get a second bite at the apple. This is how you jump in and get a second bite or third or fourth bite at the apple of negotiation with, without you actually being present. It's a terrific tool. All right, let's talk about some of the problems because there are problems with the escalation conditions. It, it's a great tool. It's a great tool when everybody buys in. When everybody buys in, it's a great tool. You need, before sending your offer over, you need to call up the listing broker and have a conversation with them about escalation conditions. And are they on board with this concept? There are a few, not a lot that I've run into, but there are a few. People that list homes that don't like escalation conditions. Now, I will tell you, my personal belief is that they are leaving money on the table by not liking them. All someone's trying to do is not overpay too much for a home. 
and get it for as least as possible, but still win. There's nothing wrong with that. In, in, in your guru's estimation, there's nothing wrong with that. I would love to hear from you. What, what do you think about escalation conditions, escalation clauses being used to win an offer? Have they worked for you? I would say they worked for me a bunch of times. But have they worked for you? What kind of problems do you see? And what kind of benefits do you see? Are you winning with them? Throw it into the comments. I'll get back to you about it. Would love to hear from you about escalation. I get excited about escalation clauses because once I convince the buyer about it and I have that conversation with the listing broker, at that point, if everybody's on board, we have a terrific little engine built into the offer process that I can honor the buyer's wishes to start low, but it also can go high. So you are covering the bandwidth, knowing that you're probably not going to get a second bite at the apple when you have a home that's going to have 10 to 20 offers. Come on, how often are you really getting a second bite at that apple? This is how you do it. However, if the listing broker is death on escalation conditions. They're just death on it. What do you do then? Because some listing brokers will say, no, we ignore them. No, we, we just simply counter back at the very top. Now, I will tell you, every time I've ever had someone counter back at the top of the escalation, my buyer is insulted because they didn't honor the process and they simply escaped, even though they were willing to pay, pay that much. But they ignored the process. By the way, part of the process, it goes up in increments. How do, how do you prove that? You put a condition in that they need to prove that they had competing offers that pushed it up. Now, they don't have to reveal all the conditions of the offer. That would be a confidentiality problem. But they can, by block blotting out names and all that kind of thing, show that they had competing offers on the table. There is, there is some trust factor going on here. I get it. That, that's why having that conversation with your buyer is imperative because there is some trust factor going on that, you know, was there really a competing offer? Did it really push it up to 403 and I started at 395 or would I have won at 390? There, there's a trust factor going on. Well, some of those things are simply going to have to be left to your credibility and the trust that you have built with the buyer. Pardon me while I sip some coffee this morning. I hope you are having a great morning. I am so excited in February to already be seeing the market move so fast. And I've seen people right on my team directly. I, I know their deals. I'm the managing broker. They are getting deals. They are winning offers. They are getting listings. It's amazing what's happening. If this is not, this is a sidebar. If this is not happening for you, we need to fix it. Because the year 22 is on 
fire and you should be full of deals, full of leads, full of clients that you are working with right now, this moment, your sphere, your 30 hot people in your hot part of the sphere should be on fire. It shouldn't be like that. Oh, I need to go light a fire. No, there's lots of people out there that people say, oh, we're short, we're short of inventory. Yes, we're short of inventory for a re I'll get to escalation, back to escalation closet. We're short of inventory for a reason. We're short of inventory because sellers are worried. They are in fear that they can't find a home to move to. Once we begin to unravel that problem, that there are homes out there, we can actually create more inventory by unraveling this. You will get a listing, you'll get a buyer, you'll have the whole process, and we will have more inventory on the market. Right now, we are low on inventory like crazy. Uh, not unlike last year. Okay, more problems with escalation clauses. First, we, we have the problem of getting going with our buyers and understanding that process and pulling together the, the faith, the trust, the credibility that's going to take to pull this off. Because we are showing our hand. What kind of hand are we showing? Well, it's obvious, but let me just get it out there and get it stated. They want to go in at $395. They'd love to get it at $395, but they're also showing their hand that they can afford something higher, which is there's a goal to not show that, of course. There is a goal to not show that the buyer can go higher. That's why we have the lender write a letter st stating exactly how much they can go to. But in an escalation clause, you need to have that letter show that they can go a little higher, even though they're walking in at lower. By the way, I've won these things at the bottom. I have just recently... A few months ago, one one of these, the escalation clause didn't go anywhere. We won it not because we were the highest. They revealed to us much later. We won it because our ability to close the deal rapidly. So in there, we had conditions and we had also the the statement that we would close this within 30 days. We actually closed it in less than that because we had the lender on board. We had underwriting already in process. You have to have everything going. But the escalation clause, while we were willing to go up, and I think in that case, they were willing to go up like $15,000. And by the way, it's my estimation you shouldn't ever do an escalation clause for more than 20. That's really the, the outside cap. You're just showing your hand too much. You don't want to show it so much. You've got to be cautious because you are revealing a lot. They were well aware. I talked to them about the escalation process. They were well aware of it. But when they got it in hand and realized the seller was all about, well, everybody else is saying they need 45 to 60 days to close this deal. We're saying we can do this. How certain are we? I had the, the lender give them a call to ensure that we could close it. And sure enough, we got it right at the bottom. So it doesn't always happen that 
you have to go up. Not always. Usually. I will say when I use an escalation clause, it's for good cause. I know I'm in a competitive market and probably we're going to have to go up. Often I'll use these when my buyer is just bent on wanting to go in lower. But I can convince them that they, well, they want the house. And I can convince them to use a tool to help them get the home. And that's important. It's nothing more than another tool. So first problem is, is getting your buyer on board, getting your lender on board with the use, which lenders I've never had a problem with. Next problem is, is with the listing agent and their attitude towards these tools, towards these products. If they're against it, they're probably going to convince their seller, the homeowner, to be against it as well. Because there's a factor of trust going on. You can imagine that. That's what we're building with our clients as well, is a factor of trust. So if they're against it, probably they're going to convince their people to be against it as well. And that becomes a problem. And in those situations, I would not use an escalation clause. I would have a further conversation with my buyer and see if I can't get them more on board. Now, there is a misunderstanding of the intent problem out there. Unfortunately, this is very difficult to, to unravel. But the misunderstanding of in, you know what is the intent of this product, this tool, the escalation tool. Usually the misunderstanding, because you've taken time with your client. You've got that relationship. You built the credibility. But there's a misunderstanding on the other side, and that's usually the seller themselves. It's not even usually the broker, because the broker can also be on board. But the misunderstanding of how to use the product and how it escalates up, that's why you need to make the phone call to explain. Make it easy for the listing broker to explain to the client, even if they are on board with them, you simply want to make it easy for them to understand the process. Okay. There's also the problem of the overlooked process. Because they get these offers in, and oft, often this is not stated in the initial contract. The escalation condition, the escalation clause is often an addendum to the contract, which is not often expected in the process. Now, it should be. We're looking at everything, but it can be overlooked. Now, to remedy this, what you want to do is mention it in the contract itself under the conditions. If you're using an exhibit or you're using a, a separate addendum for this, you need to mention in the contract itself. That's what you're doing. That way it alerts them 
to not overlook the process that you've taken time to put into place with your buyer. There have been a few times I've heard from others that this very problem has kept them from winning. It was an overlooked process. They accepted someone else's offer because they didn't even know. The seller didn't even know that there was an escalation clause and they, that the buyer was willing to go up and beyond. Everything else being equal, closing dates being equal, loan products being equal, repairs, all that stuff, everything else being equal, they probably would have won, but there was an overlooked piece to the process. You don't want it overlooked. You don't want your client to miss a deal because they simply didn't see it. Because that's a problem. Why, why would we want that? Let me have one more sip of coffee here. Okay. Escalation conditions. A condition to the contract. Something you need to toy with. You need to get used to this product before using it. Talk to your principal broker. Talk to your managing broker. How do these things work? How do they function? What's the best language for your office to use to put into the contract? They're going to have heard of this. They're probably going to have some example language for you. Don't make up your own language if you don't have to. Get some advice on how to win. This can help you build your business. As I mentioned daily, our goal here is building your business every single day. This is Real Estate Daily. I'm your real estate guru. Follow us on social media. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Unlock the guru members only events. And we will see you tomorrow building your business.